The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. What is going on, y'all? I am back after a hiatus away from the States. But more importantly, we are back this week. Another edition of No That's Best right. Bar. That's right. Let's go. <laughs> we will be breaking down UFC Vegas 57. It's Sarukian versus Gamrot. We've also got AK Lee with us, who uh, replaced me last week. I'm sure he did a much better job than me. We're trying to uh, work him into the betting game. He's still got money left in his DraftKings account, so that means he has to continue betting. But we've got him alongside to recap the picks from last week. How are we doing, guys? I'm, I'm so excited that Not you're back. I've felt, I felt abandoned. I felt lost. You were gallivanting around the world and in France and, and countries unknown. He's so cultured. Just in the, in the trenches taking grenades. That's He's where so- you left me, Connor. And so I, I had no choice but to bring AK on and try and convert him to the ways of the gambling, the gambling cult. AK, your first, well, I guess your second event since you you sneakily bet on the one prior on, on for the show, for the show, for the show, for the show. But your first <laughs> event, you know, with with a guiding hand, with a little bit of help, are you are you a convert now? Have we done it? Because I know how you did, but it's not about how you did. We say it all the time. Betting is gambling is fun. It's supposed to be fun. It's obviously more fun if you win. But did you did you feel alive this weekend Listen, as watching the fights with your hard earned cash down? The methodology fascinated me that you as you were breaking it down to me on the show, and I wasn't the only one, by the way. Jed. I think the one benefit of having a new a neophyte like myself on was like we got at least one or two comments that were like like people who were I think like somewhat casual betters, and they were like, "Oh, it was great to hear like Jed kind of have someone to explain this stuff to and like bounce it off of," because you guys are hardcore. 
gambling I got a guys lot of that. I, I had a lot of people reach out to me yeah. uh, with with that sort of thing, which is great. It was an unintended side effect. It was not at all the, the point or purpose. I was really just trying to corrupt you as oh, a okay. person. But, you know, I'm happy that some other people who, you know, are new to this or, or not as, as experienced as Connor and I could could maybe learn a few things and certainly enjoy your ride. Yeah, you may have dragged some other unfortunate souls into it. There may be some serious collateral damage here. But uh, I will just say, yeah, so uh, anyone who wasn't, uh, you know, necessarily keeping track of kind of how you walked me through how to bet a card like this. Uh, where did I go? Well, first of all, I went nuts on the PFL. You said we never bet. bet vibes. We bet <laughs> We bet vibes, which paid off with Mr. Joaquin Buckley. We had him sure up against the, the cat thrower, Albert Duraev. And I was kind of like, is this a good idea? And you were like, you were like, yeah, yeah vibes. I listen. I don't like. It. I don't want to call well, him the cat abuser, but just so we're clear, the two people that you bet vibes on in this past card because you just bet against the the bad the baddies, uh, Mr. Adrian Yanez and Mr. Joaquin Buckley, they both cash tickets, baby. Mm-hmm. So vibes Buckley are is a dog uh, too. A strong. He was Buckley is a dog. Is a strong. I'm just saying, really strong, strong showing for the vibes last week. It was, and and I'm also a big fan of Gregory Rodriguez. So it was, you know, you told me just parlay him and Yanez. It's like if you feel, if you like them and you feel good about them, parlay them. So that one hit. That was nice, and that was it. Everything else was disastrous. <laughs> uh, Gregory, because Chrisley's stupid. Uh, Only because Chrisley. I'm sure stupid. you guys will dig into that more, but I will say yes. Chrisley, I think screwed a lot of us. If he just scores that round four properly. I think a lot of us would have come out in the... I mean, I would have come on the plus. I'm sure you guys still did. You guys are, have all kinds of crazy betting arrangements to, you know, make sure you're always coming ahead and, and so you can make your globe trot in, in uh, Connor's case. Uh, but it was stressful. It was stressful. Like, I, I had uh, Robocop Rodriguez by submission. So when he was pounding on... Uh, who was he? Uh, Marquez. I'm like, just take his neck! Take his neck! Like, he was... And for one moment, he took his back. One moment, yeah, Jay, he took us back. And he's like, no, I love punching. I love punching too much. I, he's like, I'm a multiple-time world jiu-jitsu champion. I've done that. Like, I know what it's like to win jiu-jitsu competitions, but I love punching people now. And I'm like, there's so many times where I felt like he could have submitted him. And I'm sure you guys he have He could made... have easily won that fight by submission. Oh it was a good bet that didn't cash. Because at plus 350, I still think right. if you gave me that bet, that same run that fight back tomorrow, I'm still taking that bet if, at those odds every time. Because he, it wasn't like he couldn't have done it. He chose a different route. Yeah. Uh, Darren Wynn was insane. I probably, I should not have gone. For, but I mean, oh. whatever. A lot underdog pick, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But that uh, that immediately, within the first 30 seconds, you're like, yeah, this is insane. Yeah. <laughs> Instantaneous. See, but no, that's that's one of the, bin, that's a good bet. Because you just know immediately that you can tear up that ticket. No stress. Have to be yeah, that is true. The, the stress is completely eliminated. Yeah, I had uh, I had just landed in the airport. I had Haas and a parlay in that one, and uh, I just checked Twitter quickly. I couldn't get the stream up, and I just saw just tweet after tweet people being like, "What is Deron Wynn's game plan? Like, what is he doing here? Like, this is this is disastrous. Like, they need to stop the fight." His game plan was to get elbowed in the head a bunch. <laughs> did y'all see the breakdown he did of his own fight? Oh my god, tremendous! Substantially better effort put into that than in his fight. Um, and honestly, just great. Wait, at least if you're going to physically take it on the chin, at least be able to spiritually take it on the chin as well. So props to you, Duran Wynn, because that is legitimately hilarious content. He's, he's a thoughtful guy. Would, would bet on him again. He's a thoughtful guy. <laughs> I like I like the vibes from him. Uh, and then uh, the other thing besides the main event, uh, I just uh, you tell you told me again, never, never uh, parlay underdogs. But I just thought it'd be funny to throw five dollars and like all these crazy underdogs in the PFL card. All of them lost. Uh, Every single one. Ox, Ox, Ox <laughs> 
Oxtolis, <laughs> Bruce Soto, and Manfio. One of them hit, though. One of them hit. Uh, uh, if you if someone had been on uh, Delon Monty, and he was like a 500, I think, plus 500, something like that. Oh, he was Probably. up there. I, yeah, because he did so poorly I, in his I mean, in his dollars yeah. get pretty high. Hey, I'm just saying, you guys got a card this, this uh, what, this Friday? Yeah, this Friday. I haven't looked at the will, odds yet. I will I'm be sure. there. Oh, you're going to be there, Jed. Oh, you will be there. Uh, you... The next two PFLs are, are in the A, so... Uh, Wasn't the last one as well, right? to Media Day tomorrow. It was, but I was out of town, uh, now, so I was unable to attend. I want to clarify again. I don't, I don't want to gamble on MMA, and after I'm done with this little experiment, I never will again, and I don't encourage people to do it, but... Did you guys see what happened to this upcoming PFL card? Uh, yes, I did see that. I would love to get into that because I already had a parlay in on this PFL thing, and then they tweet out today, right. half the card has changed. Like, what, <laughs> what changed. is this? Dude, like, PFL has... So do they, put out, do they put out odds already, or how does it work? So right now... Well, so, so I missed this. What changed? All right, dude. So, I mean, like, Dennis Golstov and Ante Delizia both lost their fights. I had them in parlays. It's just, like, completely new opponents... Let me let me pull up the card right here. I mean, they just tweeted out like we're supposed to be excited about it. Like they're just like uh, <laughs> six new fi- for everyone. Six yeah, new like, fighters entering the PFL. <laughs> like they like switched around opponents. Like uh, I think Dennis Golstov's opponent is still on the card. He's just I think Sem K is was his opponent, and now he's just fighting someone new. And like they still haven't dropped the odds on it yet, but it's just like the like this along with the uh the pre-taped conspiracy thing uh like it's just like pfl man it's just like kind of it's like kind of a joke i'm so excited i had no idea i saw brendan Lonane uh tweet something about an opponent change but that was i didn't realize that this was a broader thing i just thought it was Oh, somebody fell out in fight week. Okay. Yeah, so we got and one then- adams now fighting. Uh Maurice Green's yep. on the card now. Yes. Wow. John okay. Jones will be in the building to support him, apparently. John Jones says he will be there to support Maurice Green, so... Yeah, so they have... So know. we lost five fights, and it is only a 11-fight uh, card. We lost... Oh, we didn't man, lose the Friday fights. We lost so five opponents. Yeah, wow. yeah. I don't know. You guys can... I, I, I'm, but I will say now, if I bet on PFL, right, I will just bet on individual dogs, right? Jed, that would be your advice, right? Not try. Oh, my God, always. always. bet on... Always. Always. Never okay. parlay underdogs. The last thing I'll say about Unless this past weekend... Unless you're doing exactly what you did. The only oh, time it's, oh, just for, it's like, still fun. not acceptable, but you're just throwing a fiver for fun on a moonshot yeah. parlay. But if you had done them singles, you could be coming in here being like, dude, I cashed a plus 500 on parlays. Like, I'm a right. genius. Right. Yeah. Uh, but so it's last okay, I'll, because... Oh, please, uh, please just, just this past weekend, so you guys can get rid of me. Uh, last thing I'll say, because I never want to talk about gambling ever again. Uh, <laughs> that that cal- like that main event, that had to be the definition of kind of like sweating out. It like it was clo- it felt close throughout. It felt like every like at no point was I watching the fight going like, oh yeah, this cater bet's a sure thing. <laughs> and then you get the you get the split you get the split screen. You know it's going to be a split decision, and then. Like, I still felt good about it. I still felt like he would have gotten two of the judges. And then you see the scorecard. It's just the whole... I, I think I ran the whole gamut of the betting on a main event emotions. That, uh, that right, Cater fight... Underdog. He was, uh, oh, he's a favorite. You, Cater, it's, it's where you feel Oh, yeah. Stuff. Cater was the favorite. Felt it was stuff. one of those fights mm-hmm. where I was, uh, like, halfway through round three, I was like, all right, let's pull up the live odds. Like, let's let's see what the books think of, like, where we're at right now. And it's just, like, after three rounds, it's, like, minus 120, minus 110. I was like, all right, this isn't helping me at all. In the fifth round, like uh, <laughs> Cater was like a minus four seventy five at one point in the fifth round. So like, like man, I'm starting to feel better about this. I think he got two four five. Then you hear the split. You're like, I think he still did enough. 
didn't work out for us. It, I mean, it's like you said at the beginning of the show, I ended up like a half unit last weekend. If Cater gets, gets the nod, I end up like four, four and a half units. So it's just like, just hurts, man. I don't like it. Jed, I don't like it. But it's you're going to be doing it forever because, as you said, you, you're you going to do it as long as you have money, and you're just never you you're go. going to win. Exactly. You're going to stay a winning okay. better from the lessons we taught you. Okay. And this is now going to be a thing you do for the rest of your life. And <laughs> you're welcome, AK, is basically I am going to enrich your fight experience, and you're going to spend the next 30 years being like, man— I'm so glad I put money on fights. It's so much because if we had flipped it, if 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 Cater gets that split decision call, you're going crazy in your house, in your apartment, wherever. You're like, yes, yes. You're coming on the show. You're like, I love this. Like, can I join full time? I'm I'm in love with this. But uh, that but that didn't happen. So this (laughs) is we are we are in reality, and I am (laughs) I am upset. It didn't happen. You're not wrong. Time. Okay. Okay. Plenty of opportunities for it to happen in the future. And hey, again, circling back to last last week, KK, at least you, your main event bet, you know, sweating out a split wasn't for literally every dollar in your bank account like I was with Valentina <laughs> oh Shevchenko. Oh my gosh, yes. I... Holy hell, that was guess, still the worst feeling I think I've we, ever had. We haven't talked sport. about this, Jed. I, uh, I was thinking about you at uh, 6.30 a.m. and when I was watching the fights at in my hotel in Florence, Italy, I, it comes like round four. I was like, Jed has to be freaking out right now. I was, uh, I was not in a good way. <laughs> um, it, I, I was hopeful that things were, the tide was turning, but especially those first two rounds, like, Oh, I'm, I'm so dead. I'm the deadest man that's ever lived. Yes. I can't do the show yeah. anymore because I'm going to have to go get a second and third job to afford rent for the next three months. Wow. It was wow. It was that heavy. It was a is the biggest single bet I've ever put down. Um <laughs> because it, I thought it was a sure thing and I was right. I want to be extremely uh, clear. I was right. Yeah. She oh, yeah. won. You called that. I she not did not lose. She just made that was it a dart. much more stressful on me than it needed to be. <laughs> but, you know. I li- I live better at plus 120, so I felt pretty good about that. Oh, you should feel good about that. All right. Uh AK do you have, we're happy that you are now on the gambling train. Do you have, I mean, you gave us a lock of the week last week. Oh, Did you, do you oh perhaps let's go. Have I need, one, I need one this week. This week I'm kind of dry. I need one. Oh, I yeah, to... I don't have a lot of bets this week. So if you have a lock of the week, uh, that will help boost our numbers uh, because Umar I. Umar <laughs> I am very low on locks of the week this week. A lock of the week. Gosh, I, I'm i actually kind of looking forward to this card, uh, just from an enjoyment standpoint. Oh, again, I was also looking forward to not talking about Betty again. But what are the odds, what are the odds for, for Shavkat? I assume he's the favorite. He's sitting around like minus 400 right now. He is a very comfortable favorite. I feel good. I don't know. I, it's kind of a boring lock. And last week's lock, did we say what last week's lock was? I, I said last week's lock was the the, oh, the Jeremiah Wells and, and uh, Jeremiah Court McGee. Wells, Court McGee, which I also over. bet on. Would you, so oh, we're clear, oh, we listeners, so we're clear, AK brought that entirely unprompted. That was not yeah. part of the, the, the bets I was setting up for him. He was just like, I also have a lock of the week. It's this one. I was like, that actually sounds pretty good. I thought that's what and you do on these shows. And lost. It immediately uh, no. lost. No, the, the, what the are the chances? Thing. Yeah, the best advice is is always being humble when uh, discussing gambling. 
Yeah, I, I again at the time I was like, that's actually a really good bet. I ended up betting on it as well. Uh, it didn't pan out for me all that great. It was like, oh, that seems also very true, and then immediately lost. So, do you have another great lock of the week for us before we cut you loose? I'll go. Yeah, listen. Can it be a lock if I don't think about it for more than five seconds? Uh, sure can. All right. Chris Curtis. It's about the level of confidence. Wow, Chris, Ooh, Curtis. Chris Curtis. Curtis. Let's go. He's going to knock out Adolfo Vieira. Ooh, so is the lock of the week just Chris Curtis, or is it Chris Curtis by KO? Chris Curtis by KO. Wow. Let's, uh, let's check the odds so, on that real quick. Curtis, Chris Curtis the odds by are KO. Min- the odds are minus 125, wow. so I would yeah. suggest to anyone betting um, that you actually just bet Chris Curtis because he's somewhere between minus 135 oh. and minus 150. He is minus 135 so right now. Actually, you can get him at... Uh, you can snag him at BetMGM right now at minus 130, just five points short of uh, minus 125. Uh, yeah, that line is so close, even though I agree, because I know this off just off the top of my head, because, spoiler Uh-oh. alert, I, I also am betting Chris Curtis. It's one of the very few bets I have on this card, and I very much wanted to bet him by KO, and then I looked at it, it was like, there's almost no difference, so I'll just take the man straight at that line. Oh, so wise, so wise. I said I don't know how these things work. Well, that's that's why we're here. Well, AK, we appreciate you coming on to recap your your two week betting experience. And, oh, magical! And I look forward to the many more with this robust DraftKings account that you have now. Uh, it, it will only continue to grow, and we are very excited to uh, to follow this journey with you, buddy. So, Jed, thanks for coming. Thank you for having me, and Connor Burks, welcome back. Thank you, welcome back. Thank you, sir. I appreciate right. it. Welcome back, Connor. Happy to be back. Happy to have heard about your experience, man. It sounded like, you know, <laughs> it sounded like we, at, at the end of the day, did you have any fun? No. All right. No fun. Well, not, at all. not at all. <laughs> Zero <laughs> fun, sir. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. All right, shout out to AK Lee for joining us. Uh, just glad to have him as a uh, lifelong member of the betting community uh, at this point. 
Let's get into it, though. Let's get into this week. Let's uh, let's move on from uh, betting experiences past and look to the future here with UFC Vegas 57, Saruki and Gamron. Oh, I just don't have that many betting experiences yeah. for the future. I was part of the yeah. reason I was excited to have AK is, uh, look, my last week was very eventful this weekend. Not so much. Honestly, I have, I just have a few bets down and, uh, a parlay that, that also touches the PFL. I have one, uh, uh, sorry, the parlay touches Bellator. I have a bet on PFL and just a, I've got a few bets that like I'm gonna throw up there and see if maybe you maybe you can talk me into saying that all right let's pull the trigger just to do it but there's just so little little interest for me from a betting perspective on this card I think some of these fights are great but I personally just don't feel we we were texting about it before you know yesterday or whatever it's really hard for me to put money on Josh Parisian versus Amado yeah. you know yes. like how how do you do that so oh, we can get into that I. I kid you not, uh, I think Alan Badeau is going to win the fight. And I went not once, but twice, put him in my bet slip and was about to pull the trigger on Alan Badeau. And then I was like, let me just let me just go back one more time just to make sure I really want to do this. And I talked myself out of it both times. I'll, I'll dive more into why I did that uh, when we break down that fight a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a good card. Like I'm looking forward to it. I think there's a lot of pretty good talent on it. From a betting standpoint, though, I don't really love it, especially when you have a pay per view, possibly the biggest pay per view of the year, just over the horizon waiting for you with plenty of spots that I like. I, I've already got quite a few bets in for next week. Yeah, I think we talked about this uh, before 275. You know, with the the pre pay per view cards. Both, both. I think intentionally. I think the UFC does set it up to some degree that they're they're front loading pay per views with more of their name talent, and also just kind of feels, just vibes of well, this is less less exciting than we've got Israel Desanya coming next weekend. Like that's that that's a attention grabber. And as much as I love the main event here, the rest of this card, even though I think many of these fights are okay. It's just like what, whatever, dude. Let's just let's just move on to two seventy six yeah. at this point. I, you know? I'm in love with the main event and the co-main event. Beyond that, though, uh, none of them I'm like insanely excited for. Like once once someone gets their hand raised, and uh, you know the title eliminator, Josh Parisian versus Alan Badeau, I'm really gonna get excited because the last two fights I think are super sick. Yeah, I really like the main card opener too. Chris Curtis, yes. Rodolfo Vieira. I mean, anytime I, Chris I Curtis love fights. that fight. Yeah, I, but like those, I'm totally with you. I think those are the three best fights on the card for sure. There are some other ones that I am at least have some passing interest. Yeah, Umar Nurmagomedov, so anytime pull. he fights, I my my curiosity is peaked. I have curiosity. I I don't. Uh, what's what's the quote from Django? Uh, you had you had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. Yeah. I only have curiosity for Umar at the point in time. He, this fight does not have my attention at the moment. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's get into it. Let's let's dive right in. We'll obviously go let's through the it. main card, all our bets, and then we'll go through the prelim fights that we have bets on. We'll start off with the main event. It is a lightweight bout, five rounds, which I am so excited for this one to be. Armin Sarukian going up against Mateus Gamrot. I mean. This is a fight, dude, and I am glad that they made this the main event if they were going to. Gamrot, former double champion KSW. I mean, he's a split decision away, and you can make a serious argument uh, that he won that fight against Garam. 
uh, from being undefeated right now. Sarukian, absolute monster, 17 and 1 in his last 18. The loss coming to the potential next title challenger uh, in Islam Makashev. Best lightweight in the world, baby, Islam Makashev. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that was his debut. And he's just absolutely dominated since. I mean, to be totally he was also honest like with you, 22 years old at that. And that yes. debut too. Yeah, he's only, young. what, 25 right now? Yeah. 25 years old? Yeah. I mean, this yeah, dude is, I, think, it, I think 25. This dude is going to be, I think both these guys actually are going to be serious, uh, you know, as we move on in the lightweight division. But for me, parlay piece, I'm going to side with Sarukian uh, in this one. I mean, just how dominant he has been since that loss to Islam Makashev. Like, he's not just beating people. Like, he is dominating them. He's well-rounded, great striking, defensively sound, obviously the grappling. He's got excellent ground and pound. I mean, size disadvantage doesn't really matter for him. I was on Joel Alvarez against him, and... Wow, he made me look like a dumbass in that one. I mean, he just he made me look stupid. I think he's going to be able to land the bigger shots here. Uh, you know, with the grappling exchanges, I think he'll be able to win. I think it'll probably go to a decision, and he gets it done either winning four, four or three rounds, uh, and he he gets his hand raised. So I'm I'm with you. I've got Sarukin as a parlay piece. Uh, MMAfighting.com, great website. Fantastic uh, Mike website. Heck, fantastic fantastic website. Yeah. Mike Heck, great guy at a great website. Um, he has been driving the Armand Sarukian bandwagon for literal years. He, he in our ranking shows, anytime I talk to him, anytime Sarukian is about to fight, he is on the soapbox shouting that this guy is going to be a lightweight champion, that, you know, all the stuff we've already said, and that a rematch with Islam Makachev down the line, he, he thinks he's going to win. And... In a lot of respects, I think I agree with him. Like this is one of, this is the super prospect right now for me, maybe in the entire sport. Maybe one or two other guys that that could jump up there in that conversation. But he is, I would be stunned if he never fought for a title, and I think he really does have an opportunity to win one down the road, uh, because of all the stuff we said. At the same time, I love Matush Gamrot. I think Gamrot is an incredible fighter. <sighs> Um, I have him, he's Stunt. in my top 15 at lightweight. Um, he might be in my top 12. Um, this dude is really, really good, but this is just an unfortunate circumstance for him because he, he's not an awful striker, but he's not like a great one. Um, he's a, he's very limited, but he's willing, but he's just, he doesn't have a ton of craft to his game where his game revolves around getting the takedowns and, Sarukian is just a monster, dude. Like, he is so... Islam Makachev struggled taking Sarukian down. Again, when Sarukian was only 22 years old and then his UFC debut. Now, maybe to some extent you can say, well, Islam didn't know what he was dealing with. You know, they were a bit underprepared for just how physically relevant Sarukian would be, even being smaller. And sure, there's an argument there, but at the same time, like, I don't... Uh, he is just a hard-nosed dude in that regard. I don't think Gamrot's going to be able to have a lot of sustained success scoring takedowns. And hell, even even Islam found out, like, even if you get takedowns, you can't keep this dude down. Like, he popped up so quickly in that fight. Um, and I think that that's it. This this fight is going to be contested where Sarukian wants it. And I think he can take Gamrot down and we'll have more success in that regard. But I also just think he's a cleaner, better striker. So uh, I've got him as a parlay piece. I can't decide if this is I, I, the reason I don't have a prop bet here is I have no idea if this is going to go to decision if Sarukian can just kind of 
We've never seen Srukin in five rounds before. I think his style will play really well to that added 10 minutes, but I want to see it before I can be like, yeah, he's going to get a late stoppage, especially over a guy as tough as Gamrot. So give me Armand Sarukian. I've got him in the parlay as well. Yeah, right now over under sitting at four and a half. Both of those, the over and the under, are at minus 115. So the books don't really know how that, that one's going to go either. I'm all right with not playing that. I'll just use them as a parlay piece here as well. When I was at the, uh, I was at a wedding when I was in Italy, uh, international wedding, couple people from Armenia. Uh, somehow my my job came up and they were like, oh yeah, Armin Sarukian. Like, yeah, we we know who he is. He's a beast. Uh, so yeah, local uh, hometown hero. How could I go against them? Can't. You just can't do it. I mean, that the people know. The people know. The people know. You talk about vibes. I follow Armin on. Uh, I, I follow Sarukian on IG. Oh yeah? good vibes, man. Is he? I, oh, good vibes, dude. I like. He's got the social. He's got the social setup, bro. He's dropping videos like edited with music over him. He's doing good. I like to. I've I'm in a place where I only want my Sarukian knowledge to come from Mike Heck because he is such a cheerleader for him. Then I'm just like, I don't need to know anything. If Mike doesn't tell it to me, the only thing I know about this man is what I see in the cage. Uh, and, and it's working for me because I would have picked him just on vibes. Like just been like, I don't know. Mike is so convinced this dude's the greatest fighter in the world that he's probably going to beat Matush Kamrat. And then I watched the tape and was like, oh yeah, he's actually is going to beat Matush Kamrat. Yeah. I mean, uh, Mike Heck, uh, MMA fighting, Armin Sarukian insider. So shout out to Mike. Great website. Great guy. We'll keep it rolling to the co-main event of the evening. It is a welterweight bout. Neil Magny doing again, stepping up against tough competition. He's going against Shavkat Rachmanov. Rachmanov right now sitting at minus 390. Magny coming back at plus 320. The over two and a half is sitting at plus 105, under two and a half, minus 135. So the parlay with Armin. Hopefully, it will still be alive. Leg number two will be Armin. Leg number one will be Shavkat Rachmanov. Um, I just think just, when it comes... Just a two-leg parlay here? Just a two-leg. Pays out minus 130. Yeah. I mean, it's... I, I understand. Please continue. Yeah. I mean, it's a step up in competition for Shavkat. I mean, this is uh, this is probably going to be his toughest test against Neil Magny. UFC veteran is, like, understating it. Dude's been around forever. Uh, but I mean, he's just looked unstoppable. Fifteen wins, fifteen finishes. Like the, I rewatched that Carlston Harris fight. I mean, just like the precision he had when going for the standing ground strikes to knock Carlston Harris and Harris out were just. I mean, I was just like in awe rewatching it. I remember when I watched it the first time, I was like, "Wow, this dude does not just like swing for the fences. Like he, he like he really aims when he's striking on these ground strikes. It's it's insane. I mean, he can end the fight at any second. He can do it by knockout. He can do it by submission. Half his wins are by knockout. Half his wins are by submission. He hasn't been fighting bums either. I mean, he he's going up against guys with twenty plus fights, great records uh, since he got to the UFC. Uh, I just think the only path to victory for Magny is likely by decision. He's he's not really the biggest finisher. And I just have a hard time thinking that 15 minutes in the cage with Shavkat Rachmanov, he's not going to find an opportunity to finish the fight. And I think that's what he's going to do. I'll also be playing fight does not go the distance. Took that at minus 155. Was going to play Shavkat inside the distance, but uh, Shavkat inside the distance was minus 155. So uh, there was really no point in me uh, <laughs> playing that. I guess the books don't think Magny's going to get a finish either. So, uh, yeah, I'm on uh, I'm on Shavkat parlay piece, finish up Armin, and fight does not go the distance. I mean, it's a minus 400 favorite, 15-0, 15 finishes, and you're giving me fight doesn't go uh, to a decision at minus 155. Just out of principle, I had to take that. Okay, so this is 
this is a spot where I am, I'm, I'm in trouble because my head says that Shavkat Rachmanov is, is a good parlay piece, even at kind of an expensive price you have to get him at right now. Because, I don't know, Michael Chiesa, who I still am not convinced is very good as well to wait, um, even though he obviously isn't, is good, I still just can't get over the hump that he was like a, a moderate lightweight. I have the same issue with Gilbert Burns, like he was an okay lightweight and then becomes a great welterweight. It still is very struggling for me. He was able to take Neil Magny down and just kind of control him on the ground. I think Shavkat can have a lot more success on the feet than Chiesa did and replicate that success on the floor. But my gut is just telling me, looking at this, oh yeah, uh, this is where Neil Magny just kind of derails a hype train because Shavkat has so much behind him right now. I mean, there have been comparisons uh, to Hamzat, you know, because of the way he has come in and finished everybody and looked so good at this weight class. And I, for whatever reason, I can't quite, I, I believe in Shavkat. I think he's a really good dude. I think this guy is going to be a top 10 guy for a long time. This feels, my gut is telling me that this is where one of those, this is the last gasp of Neil Magny, the incredible underdog appears because yes, here's, here's a little stat for you, my guy. Neil Magny, 8-5 okay. as an underdog. His career in the UFC, he has been an underdog 13 times <laughs> and he keeps yeah. doing the damn thing. Like this is a man who is extremely comfortable in the position of being overlooked and just proving people wrong. And yes, he's about to turn 35, but he's riding a two-fight win streak in this. If he can just stuff takedowns and just compete on the feet, his volume, his cardio, the way his game works out, I think can have success. So I don't have a bet down. I considered, I like I intuitively thought Rachmanov as a, as a parlay piece. And now I'm thinking about putting an underdog bet on Magni, just, just a vibes bet. I love a plus, plus 300. 300 vibes bet. I mean, I love it. Like, pretty juicy. We're letting our hair down. It's a, the summer. We got fight week next. I mean, why not ride a, like I was, I was going through ufcstats.com. I'm doing like, it. The dude's got it. a million fights in the UFC. I was like, my God, this dude has been around forever. And like, he's got a lot of wins too. You just said it eight and five as an underdog. One of us comes out a winner. You either lose like what? What are you gonna put on it? A half unit, like a point oh, four. No, I'll, I'll go. I'll go all the way. I'll, I'll put a whole unit down. Whole unit you know, on, on magnet. Go for it. Why not? And I'm, that's what I'm doing. I'm pulling the trigger right here on air. Plus three hundo. Uh, there's just th- this is this is the exact fight that he the Neil Magny is here for. He it, he's the gatekeeper to the top ten. So if Shavkat comes in and does the things he's been doing that obviously the book expect, then this dude is real deal Holyfield, as legit as it gets. But if he doesn't, if Neil Magny does the thing that Neil Magny does, uh, I won't be shocked. And I'm, look, I'm this is not with my head, people. This is not based on the tape because the tape says Shavkat's going to win. This is pure <laughs> vibes bet. Yeah. I'm going with it. Neil Magny plus 300. Let's cash a ticket. Oh, let's Dude, I, I'm not even going to be mad. Like, because all these bets that I'm talking about, I'm really not going that heavy on. The parlay is my biggest bet, but like, I'll sacrifice the I'll sacrifice the parlay for a <laughs> sick little, for, for a chill little plus three hundred uh, casher for my boy. Like, I'm I'm cool with that. Uh, I love it. That, I love it. Actually, that is I, very self, very selfless of you, and I, yeah. I appreciate your support, man. 
I, I don't, I, you know, and I can hype up the pod if you cash that. I mean, like this guy just called it, uh, plus 300. Uh, Neil, I mean, yeah. Neil Magny doing Neil Magny things. I will not be betting it. I, I, I believe in Shavkat and I think he gets it done, but, uh, I mean, yeah, you're in a great position because worst comes to worst. You're like, yeah, it's plus 300, dude. Of course. Like Shavkat. He's yeah. supposed to win. Like, great call. Parlaying up. Shavkat Rogmanov, the 15-0 and guy with 15 finishes. Great call. Like The minus 360 yeah, like, favorite. Oh, congratulations, dude. Or you cash and you're just like, you parlayed Shavkat. Yeah. Like, saw it from a mile away. Or, or even if Shavkat, even if it's just a close fight, then I'll I'll still feel yes. good even if I lose. You know, I'll just be like, oh, I had the right side of that. My money was down on the right odds. Right. It just wasn't a winning Remember ticket. Remember Hamza was minus 550 and was in a razor-thin close fight with Gilbert Burns just like Yeah, easily two could have lost ago. that fight. Easily, yes. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't blame you for it, man. I mean, Magny's a stud. He's like, what, 26 and 8 in his career. He's comfortable with being an underdog. He's got a, he's got a size advantage in this fight, too. I'm really excited for this one. These last two fights I'm, I'm going to be hyped for. There, there is no doubt about that. Um, so, yeah. I'm parlaying it up. I got fight doesn't go uh, doesn't go the distance. Which if you cash your Magni ticket, Magni by decision. I mean, I'll just be in shambles over here on my couch. Oh, that's true. Actually, what I should do instead of betting oh. Neil Magni is bet oh. Magni by decision. What are we getting that at? The man, I don't know. Let's find out because the man doesn't win by not decision. I didn't even think about that. That is a much better line, but it's probably like plus five hundred some books plus. Yeah, plus plus five hundred, plus five twenty five. I'm seeing it a oh, couple yeah. of places. Yeah, now we're talking. Um, so in dear listeners, instead of Neil Magny straight at plus three hundred, um, in case you guys didn't know, sixteen of Magny's twenty six career wins have been by decision. He has not finished a fight in uh, since twenty eighteen against Craig White, a man who has no Wikipedia page, and so. I'm going to go ahead and say that Shavkat Rachmanov is a better better fighter than Craig White and can make it to the scorecards. Magnum by decision at plus, you know, 500, that seems, uh, that's a tasty line that I'm, I feel way better about the bet. At plus 300, I still was okay. Plus 500 for this prop, that's, I'm, I'm very, I feel very good at least about laying a full unit on that. I love it. I love it. If this catches, it's going to, it's going to be electric. I will be wiping my tears, but uh, there'll be... <laughs> One eye will be tears of sadness for my bankroll. The other eye will be tears of joy for my guy Jed cashing a plus 500 against the hype train known as Shafkat. That's what we're all about. We're all about positive vibes here, supporting each other, people helping people. Positive vibes. It's all about the vibes. All right, let's keep it moving. Next fight up, we've got a men's heavyweight bout title eliminator, Josh Parisian. He's currently sitting at minus 105 going up against Alan Badeau. Going at minus 115, over under one and a half, minus 180 for the over, plus 145 for the under. It's the Parisian versus the Frenchman. Uh, my main question is just why is this on the main card? Like I, they have such a love for for heavyweight fights. Like these, I saw someone tweet that this could be a Bellator prelim, but here it is sitting on a, uh, a UFC main card. Like neither yeah. of these guys are ranked. They're not going to be ranked. They're not going to contend for a title. Uh I just don't know why we have to have this on on the main card. Like I, I feel like uh, I feel like Morozov versus Haley uh, and Paiva would would fit better on the main card. But what do I know? Oh, I mean, it would for sure. Uh, we're talking about two just 
not very good fighters. Is, is, and that's that's the end because Dude. Parisian, he is one and two in the UFC. That split decision win, you know, could have gone either way. And Bado technically is oh two and one no contest, but he lost was, Rodrigo yeah. Nascimento, who no, just popped. Got, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not got I'm sorry. Lost lost is an understatement. He got obliterated by yeah. Rodrigo Nascimento. Uh Nascimento was also popped. on Ritalin. Uh you know, like Look, 80... he, he was very focused. Yeah, he was ADHD extremely focused. Medicine, like, we saw how focused Jason. he was when he blew the doors off. <laughs> so it's uh I'm with you. This fight honestly would make a lot more sense if it was on the Paris card yes. in uh, in a couple of months. Because like I don't really understand why it's not, both because Badeau obviously is French, and it's just funny that Josh Parisian's name. Yes. You should put this fight on the UFC Paris card in September. I don't... Joe Silva would have 1,000% had this fight on that card. Oh, yeah. So I don't know what the hell Sean Shelby's done here, but I personally don't have a bet. I do have an almost bet, if uh, be, just because, like I said at the start of the show, I have so few bets down I put a few almost bets, like what? things that maybe aren't the worst ideas the and you could bet? talk Tell me, me into. It it's, doesn't go to decision prop at minus uh, okay. 145. Um, uh, I don't want to be on either side of this because yeah. I don't want to uh, lay my money on either man to yeah. succeed. My gut says Badeau's probably going to win, in part because I think he will want to win so he can fight on U- at UFC Paris in a couple of months. And a loss here maybe... Maybe derails that, but uh, they're just two heavyweights who aren't very good, and so I have a feeling this might this won't this won't make it to the cards. But I truly don't have any idea, and it would be a dumb bet to make. But I was just I was reaching, I was trying to find things that were enticing, and betting on heavyweights not to go to the decision is is not a bad place to start. Yeah, I put uh, Alan Badeau in my bet slip twice. I, I really did do that. One time I even typed in the amount of money I was going to put on him. But, like, I just went back and, like... I hope he, it was so much money. I hope you were going to put all the <laughs> it money. It was one unit. It was one unit. But, uh, or to win one unit. But, I mean, like, this guy's 0-3 in the UFC. Don't give me the 0-2-1. Not Samantha Ritalin. Come on, focus. Uh, so, he's actually 8-4. and four, And uh, I went back and I was looking. Six of his wins... Uh, are against oh, fighters. Oh, yeah, that, record, that record's tough, baby. Six of his wins are against fighters that are like well under 500. Like I'm talking like 13 and 22 type guys. And then three of them have zero wins. Two are 0 and 1 and the other is 0 and 5. Like what? this guy has beaten essentially one of those no one. dudes. One of the guys with zero wins was a win just before he signed with the UFC. Yeah. It was, there was one, he had one bout between it and the UFC. That's like, that's a tough tough scene yeah so like i i sat there and i was just thinking we got ufc 276 next week i also have bellator i have pfl i don't need to be betting on this so i i am passing completely on this fight i think that's that's obviously the smart move i don't feel good about my props so i'm pro- not putting it in but uh if you would if you would come in here with a really strong vibe and been like you know these two dudes are gonna swang and bang uh i would have said all right Let's do it. You know, let's let's have some fun. But this is this is a fight. This is a fight that I want to bet on strictly because bad heavyweight MMA is hilarious. Yeah, I was going to say it'd be a hilarious and, thing to do. And it's a really fun way to have money down that you don't care about. But I can't like I said, I can't even find a bet that like I 
even feel good about. So I think just the past year is the play. Yeah, like I want to be hilarious and like I, we we take fight doesn't go to a decision together. But then like if there's like a minute and a half left in round three and it's just like this is going to a decision, I will be uh, oh yeah pretty upset with myself. Bad, bad heavyweights can go to decisions very easily as well too. You know yeah. they they both get tired after five minutes yeah. and then it's they just yeah. hold each other against the fence and it's the both the worst fight and a bad gambling outcome that that's a bad combo yeah. all right so uh yeah we'll keep it uh clean and we'll do no plays on this one so we'll keep it riding with a lightweight bout it is tiago moises going up against christos Giagos. uh moises at minus 230 Giagos at plus 195 current odds over under two and a half over minus 135 under plus 105 uh this is another fight I don't have anything on this one. I think Moises gets it done. I, I really do. But just at those odds at minus 230, I don't really have any interest in getting involved. Yeah, that's exactly my my thoughts here. I am very close to wanting to get involved because I think Tiago Moises is a really good fighter, frankly. Um, I mean, you look at his record. Uh, he has a couple losses before the UFC. He's, he's been in the UFC not that long from a time period, but he has consistently fought two times a year. So he has racked up actually a number of fights in the organization. But all of his losses have come to top lightweights like Benil Dariush, Demir Ismagalov, Islam Makachev, and then Joel Alvarez. Alvarez also missed weight for that bout too. So like talking about a dude who has fought, I mean, he's got wins over Bobby Green, Alex Hernandez, Michael Johnson. Like those are good damn wins too. This is a guy who's fought a lot of really impressive, like it's been a really difficult lightweight run. And he's he's fared okay. And the kind of the biggest thing you can say on the other end of it is Christos Yagos has he's also fought some good people. I mean, Charles Oliveira, granted before Oliveira became Oliveira, Armand Surukin in his last bout, but he doesn't have the same wins uh that Moises does. But I mean it's it's exactly what you said. I two thirty is just a big number, even though he's younger, even though I think his game's better. I think he has more opportunity to develop all that sort of stuff. I just can't quite make that decision, especially because uh, Jago's training out of Sanford. Sanford has become a really, really top shelf gym. And that, that always kind of gives me a little bit of a, okay, I don't, I mean, ATT versus Sanford, like that is a very high level matchup and a lot of things could go wrong laying that big a number even on a guy I think has a bright future like Moises does. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I mean, if I'm going on Tapology, if I'm going on the Verdict app, I'm going to pick Moises. But uh, as far as betting goes, I'm not going to have anything there because I learned this past weekend, my two biggest bets, Dawkins and Cater, both lost. And, like, when you're losing those those pretty juiced-up numbers, it it hurts. It hurts a lot more than when you're losing the dogs. I wish you could have been on last weekend because when you sent me your bets and you had Dawkins, I was like, ooh. I wish you had talked me out of it. I don't, know about, I don't know about that one. Because I was with oh. you on like, I didn't bet the Cater main event because I just, I didn't feel like I had a good read on it, but I would have picked Cater and I do think Cater won, obviously. But the Dawkins one was like, last week I did a round robin with six, <laughs> did a six team round robin, three team parlay. <laughs> And Cater just missed making it because I was like, actually, I'm not nearly as confident because uh, home homeboy is really physical. Um, the dude who's, who Josh beat him, Emmett. and I can't remember. 
Uh, no, no. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, I wasn't talking. Cater uh, the um the, yeah, the leads. Um, it's like that dude is just a physical. Like he's uh, a physical he fighter, and I think what I told AK at the time was, my head wants to believe that Dawkins is going to win this, but I also can't help but think about uh, Chris Dawkins and how he's not very good at fighting. Yeah, I, I wish <laughs> so I had known that. that makes that oh. that influences my vibes on Kyle. Uh, yeah, I. Uh... I just landed uh, as soon as the card was starting, and first thing I get on Twitter is the highlight of him getting knocked out. I was like, "Wow, I got it together!" I, yeah, That's I had tough. bookends last week. I started with a loss, went perfect on like six straight bets, and then ended with a loss with Cater. Uh, yeah, two biggest bets to losers. So uh, yeah, I ended up like five and two on my bets, but only up a half unit because of the. To heavily juiced ones were my losses, yeah. but anyway, we keep it rolling on this one. Next up, men's bantamweight bout. It is Umar Nurmagomedov going up against Nate Maness. Nurmagomedov minus nine hundred right now. Maness coming back at plus six twenty five. Current odds over one and a half, over minus one sixty, under plus one thirty. In this one, I do have a bet. Not really a most plus EV bet, taking a uh, specific prop at even money, but I am taking Umar by sub. I went back and watched that Maness versus Johnny Munoz fight. Uh, I mean, Maness, dude, he was in serious, serious trouble in the first round. Like, he was literally saved by the horn. Munoz takes his back at one point, postures up, completely flattens him out. He is just wailing on him for, like, the last 30 seconds. Looked like it could have been stopped at any moment. Didn't get stopped. Gets out of the round. You could make a strong argument. I know there was a point deduction because Munoz just kept kept kicking him in the nuts. Um, but like that, you could still make the argument that that was either a draw or Munoz won that fight. Uh, I mean, Maness just he struggled. He gave up his back and just going back and watching tape under Magomedov, like the dude is just so technically sound and skilled. His striking, the way he uses the kicks, obviously, you know, his ability to use the question mark kick. Munoz also found success with kicks in that one, uh, and just. Over the 15 minutes, the way that Munoz took his back, I just don't see how Umar does not take his back. He's able to take pretty much everyone's. He can do it in the blink of an eye. Four, I think his three straight wins are by rear naked choke. Four of his last five are by rear naked choke. Um, so, yeah, with a guy obviously juiced to oblivion, it's almost not even worth putting him in a parlay at this point. Uh, I felt like getting even odds on, in my opinion, his most likely outcome to win a fight Uh I will take that. I can't argue with anything you're saying, except I just don't want to be involved in this. Like, like I mentioned earlier, this fight has my curiosity. Uh, everything you said about the Munoz fight holds true, but Maness is pretty decent at avoiding takedowns for the most part. And we have just seen Umar Nurmagomedov face so little resistance that I think by far the most likely scenario is he does just tackle him and sub him. But I could see Maness hanging on. I could also see this becoming one of those things where, okay, against Johnny Munoz, Munoz has a specific game plan. He's he's really excels at taking the back, but like you're still going to try and fight him in the way that your style goes. Whereas Maness is going to just come into this and be like, all right, I need to fight specifically not to let Umar Nurmagomedov do his thing. And that then makes it very difficult. In some ways, it simplifies things. I always argued this with Habib. Habib actually had one of the most, the easiest careers in that 
his fights were always identical. He was going to take the dude down and smash them, and the other guy was going to try and prevent it. And so the range of things he needed to prepare for was substantially smaller than, like, Frankie Edgar, who wants to mix the martial arts or whatever. So I think that's totally in play for Umar here. But I just, at this number, at this odds, I don't have, I don't feel great whether Umar just pounds him out because, again, Johnny Moon was, was beating the hell out of Maness. Like, it... There's so many variables. I don't feel any any kind of confident. I'm passing on this fight. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it could be. Uh, I had it at UFC London. It, it kept me from having a perfect night at UFC London. Uh, Takashi Sato goes in against Gunnar Nelson. I had Gunnar inside the distance, and it was just like Sato's game by plan. Sub. Yeah, it was like Sato's game plan was like, don't. Be I subbed. do not care the result of this fight as long it is me not getting submitted. Yep. Like. He he just like I think it was thirty twenty five like he just got yeah pillar to post dominated but it was just like I will not get submitted in this fight. He just protected his neck the entire time. He's <laughs> like, all right, you pound me out if you want to, and Gunner obviously didn't want to, so it was just hey, you're just I'm gonna see the final scorecard here, baby, and like that's a world where this could happen, and so that's why I'm out. God, that was that was such a like promising bet too. like uh sato's last three losses were by submit yep. by submission i mean he let Bilal muhammad choke him out miguel baez like oh man and gunner nelson only only ever wins by submission uh i had so I, I had just so much hope for that one that's uh that was really a bummer looking back on that one either way uh umar namagabedov by submission hopefully i don't get uh the same fate as i faced with gunner nelson uh, in that one, taking that one at even odds. We'll keep it rolling. The final fight of the main card, it is a middleweight bout. Chris Curtis going up against Adolfo Vieira. Curtis at minus 140. Vieira plus 120. Current odds over one and a half at plus 125. Under one and a half, minus 155. Chris Curtis, uh, the favorite in a UFC fight. Uh, we finally see the days of him cashing dog tickets be over. I know you have a play on this one, so I will let you take the floor. I do, but I'm excited because you, it, the way it sounded is that you, we might be at odds here. You may be on Vieira. I can't tell if I'm right or wrong, but I'm not, I have Chris I'm Curtis. Not, yeah, I'm not. You're I, not. I, I okay. actually am hoping you talk me into Curtis because I've thought about playing oh, him a okay. couple times. Because, yeah, your your eyes got wide when I said Chris Curtis earlier. <laughs> like, uh, I'm taking Chris Curtis for um, very simple reasons here. It won't shock me if Rodolfo Vieira, Vieira, takes him down and submits him because Rodolfo Vieira is a multiple-time world champion in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Like, that's the thing that he's good at. But Chris Curtis is a damn good wrestler in his own right. I mean, Phil Hawes uh, is, was a JUCO national champion, a uh, wrestler at Iowa State after he got out of JUCO. Like, this is a dude who can wrestle and had almost no success whatsoever against Chris Curtis in that regard. And, again, Chris Curtis came in as an underdog. Uh, stuff takedowns and just sort of did did the damn thing uh, against uh, against Phil Hawes. You know, knocked him out inside the first round, and that's that's the thing for me here is Vieira is not he's not you know naked on the feet like he can do some stuff, but it's certainly not where he excels. But he his gas tank can certainly be a question, and if he is going to be shooting deep takedowns from outside. Chris Curtis is just stuffing him. That gas tank is just going to keep going down, going down. And Chris Curtis is incredibly violent. And so every time that Vieira doesn't succeed on a takedown, Chris Curtis is is going to hurt him. 
And I, I just like that combination. Again, this is a bet I'm not hugely behind on. You know, I don't have a, a big stake in it just because one takedown yeah. is potentially yes. death to it. And that is, it's obviously a very scary proposition, but I just, I think he's going to be able to stop those takedowns. He knows, he knows what he has to do. He has to survive five minutes. He has to keep Vieira upright for five minutes and come that second round. I think this is his to lose. I think Chris Curtis is going to be prepared to do that. And uh, like we talked with AK, I think he's going to win by knockout, but there's just no yeah. point in playing that line because it's so close to Chris Curtis straight. So I've got Chris Curtis as as uh, one of only two singular bets that I have. I'll, I now have the Magni by decision prop, but Chris Curtis is one of one of only two straight plays I have. Yeah, this so week. like the obvious outcomes here are Chris Curtis by knockout, TKO, something like that, uh, or Adolfo Vieira by submission. But like for some weird reason, just yep. like deep in my gut, the fight goes to decision sitting at plus 475 is just like... Oh, that seems insane to me. I don't know why it's I, tempting me so I, hard. If, I'll support you if you want to do that, but... The only other bet that I would frankly suggest on this like on this fight is just to head, like do a hedge with uh Vieira by submission yeah. at plus two if, uh, ten and then you've got both outcomes wow, covered. Vieira by submission is plus two ten, huh? Uh what about uh Chris Curtis by decision at plus uh ten ninety? <laughs> it seems I think the only unlikely. way he goes to the decision is I mean, uh, if, like, Hadolfo is successful with the takedowns and Curtis just fights off the submissions and, like, that would be Vieira winning a decision. I don't think it's going to a decision. I don't know why I'm so tempted, but... Uh, I mean, if you're, if you're really trying to add some wackiness into it, you could, you could go for the Anthony Hernandez special. Curtis by submission <laughs> at plus 2,000. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, we've we have seen world champions gets gets submitted before, so maybe it happens again. Seems unlikely, but it's not impossible. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna completely stay away on this fight. But if it goes to a decision, think of me. Uh just Look, remember that's that's a safe bet. We have two seventy six around the corner, no need to overextend. Exactly. I'm uh I'm completely with you. Uh all right, so that is the main card. Let's let's keep it rolling, though. Uh, on to the prelims. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So fun fact, Connor, I have I have zero bets on the prelims. Wow, so this is just, am I just going to take the mic so, and run with this? So you, uh, I have one fight left on the prelims that uh, you could, I have an almost bet on that you could convince me, but it's one that you're already going to talk about. So right. the... The pre, like there are some spots that maybe I could get involved in, but I, none of it is anything I feel the least bit confident in. So my bets now are for other organizations outside the UFC. So please right, well, let's, take let's, the wheel and drive. I got three prelim bets. Let's rip through those, and then we'll get to the uh, other organizations because I will, uh, as you will be in attendance at PFL, 
I will be in attendance at Bellator 282. Uh, I love love our Friday night ahead of us. Yeah, I I kind of unloaded the clip a little bit on Bellator. Uh, I guess <laughs> as soon as the lines dropped, hey, you're going to be uh, there. I mean, I was sitting in the Duomo in Florence, Italy when the lines dropped. I got the notification from uh, FightOdds.io. Uh, yeah, and I was I was placing bets uh, while on on a tour in Florence, Italy. So uh, yeah, we'll get into that after this. Let's keep it rolling. With I love it. That's a serious man right I mean, there. My girlfriend's like, what are you doing? I was like, built a tweet two lines just dropped. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, uh, so yeah, <laughs> it was some real degenerate stuff. Uh, That's extra degen right there. I, I'm proud of it though, because one of the lines uh, is, is a beautiful line at this point. All right. Prelims, bantamweight bout. We've got Howley and Paiva going up against Sergey Morozov. Morozov right now sitting at minus 140. Paiva at plus 120, over two and a half, minus 180, under two and a half, plus 145. I am rolling with Morozov on this one. Uh, I got him at minus 130. I think we're honestly getting him a touch discounted after uh, he got finished by Douglas Silva de Andrade. Like he just got rocked in that one. He could not recover. I just thought he looked fantastic in that fight until he didn't. I mean, the first round, he he was just dominating. He got the knockdown, got the takedown, <clears throat> outstriking him, got, got some control time. But then he just got rocked, and he couldn't recover from that, got knocked down a couple more times, ended up getting subbed out. But, I mean, if you look back at his record, like, he's really only losing to the best guys. Like, he's 8-3 and three in his last 11. His three losses, Mosar Evlov, Evloev, Umar Namagomedov, Douglas Silva de Andrade. That is a combined record of 58-4 and four between those guys. I mean, he is, he is not losing to scrubs when he goes out there. That's not bad. Yeah, not bad. That's not a bad not number. Not bad. And, I mean, in, uh, in the one fight in between, uh, he just looked fantastic. Uh, when he went up against, uh, who was it? When he went up against Khalid Taha, I went and watched that one back. I mean, pillow to post. He he got it done with ease uh, in that one. And I just like, when I go to this one, when I when I look back at it, I think he's going to have a wrestling advantage. I think he's going to be able to mix in the takedowns. He's been training at American Top Team. And looking at his Instagram, he's been training with Muhammad Makayev, guys like that. I think he's going to be able to get the counters off against Paiva. Uh, I mean, we saw Holly and Paiva struggle. Uh, against Sean O'Malley, who's kind of kind of getting dominated in the counterpunching. And a weird statistic, he's been outstruck in three of his four UFC wins. The only time that he outstruck his opponent was against Mark De La Rosa, not the best UFC fighter we've ever seen. I just think Morozov, he's going to be able to hold his own. He's going to be able to land some punches. I think he's going to hold more power in those punches as well. I think he's going to mix in the wrestling, and I think he's going to be able to get it done by unanimous decision. Uh, it's going to be a close fight. That's why the odds are so close, but uh, I think Morozov gets it done. Well, you sold me. I'll uh, I'll tag along here. Just oh wow! Because... Wow! Now there's some pressure on it. No, uh, no, nah, no pressure. Um, I this is this is the one fight I had a potential bet on as well. Um, honestly, the big thing keeping me off a of more as I've bet before is just Pie was really strange, and it doesn't make sense to me. Win over Kyler Phillips, who's quite good at fighting. Um, oh yeah, that yeah. is that's like very. Because the rest of his career makes total sense to me, you know, like Zagas, Zuma, whatever. Uh, Paiva missed weight by a whole bunch and is not like awful at stuffing takedowns. And Zagas is a tiny, tiny man because that was a flyweight bout. Um, so like it all makes sense. But then he just he moves up to bantamweight and beats Kyler Phillips, which is really like I still I think I'm overrating him because of that. And so it made me a little concerned uh, enough to stay away. But I don't know. You've got confidence in it. I 
I would like to have a little more action down on this card. I just don't have a lot. Yeah. I mean, um, Kyler Phillips, and, like, I guess the one thing that I could say is Kyler Phillips just, like, fell off a cliff uh, in that fight, like, gas tank was. He looked so good in the first round. Yeah. Like, gets the knockdown, like, significantly outstrikes him and then just has, like, essentially nothing left in the next two rounds. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I just I don't have any bets on this card. I have Chris Curtis. I now have Magni by decision. Then I have Sarukin in a parlay. So uh, I might as well add one. And I, I don't hate your reasoning. So I'll take Morozov. We can roll that together. The almost bet I had on this fight, though, uh, was just an over bet. Um, Paiva Morozov over two and a half. It's minus 180 right now. Seems incredibly likely to cash. Um, should should I stick with Ted? Sell me on it. Sell. Do do you believe that's is that stupid or genius? I mean, I think I think it probably goes to a decision. Like, uh, I I don't think that's like. I mean, Paiva, what he has one knockout in the UFC. Uh, sure. I I, I want to uh, say that's the case. Yeah, he has. Yeah, the, Mark Taylor. Rosa Rosa, yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. I mean, I just feel like this is uh. This is going to be a fight. I think it's going to hit the mat. I think Morozov's going to get a takedown at some point. I think. It gets I think extended. he's going to score takedowns. I, I think it gets extended. So what uh, you- I'm just going to stick with the more. If I'm betting the Morozov, I don't need to add another bet here. I'll just take Morozov. No over yeah, for know, me. We're going to do all but that. Now then, I at least have yeah, three. And then Pipe is just going to KO him in the first. Well, sure, <laughs> but now I at least have four bets down involving this card, so that's at least slightly better. Yeah. All right. Well, Morozov. Kazakhstan forever. Hopefully, uh, we can cash both our. Uh... Oh yeah. Also, Kazakhstan just rolling right now as a as an MMA yeah. country. So yeah, yeah. There was a. Uh, I don't even know if I can say this. There was a uh, Kazakhstani uh, billionaire at this wedding I was at. He was very intimidating. Uh, I tried to talk uh, Shavkat with him. Man, you got you got fancy friends. Yeah, I tried to talk Shavkat with him, and he was like, "I don't like UFC uh, Triple G." And I was like, "Huh." Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I love Triple G, but Triple G's 400 years old. So yeah. He showed me pictures of, well, Get, of him and Triple G, so I was like, wow. Well, when you said he's a billionaire, I assumed he had pictures with yeah. Triple G. Yeah. Like, yeah. that just seems very likely. Yeah, I was pretty disappointed. Uh, I was hoping he was going to be like, oh, I know Shavkat. I'll be at his next fight. I love Shavkat. I also love Morozov this week at minus 130. I put a <laughs> billion dollars on it. <laughs> well, you know, maybe he'll hear this, and uh, then then we can move forward. From yeah, there. No, I can't imagine that that uh, that that's going to happen. All right, let's keep. We've got reach, buddy. We yeah, have reach. We, we... It's going to extend. All right, let's keep it rolling. Next up, flyweight bout: Cody Durden going up against JP Bays. Durden even money. Bays minus one twenty. Over under set at two and a half. Over minus one sixty. Under plus one thirty. Uh. This is another one of those fights that I came close to putting a bet in on a fighter, Cody Durden, and then I had to rethink it, and I just, I just couldn't pull the trigger. I mean, neither of these guys are it's good, man. Are really that talented? What I did do is I did some more research, and I took a lower level flyweight bout to not go the distance. Uh, I took it at plus one twenty. Uh, if I'm just going to be honest with you, emotions could be high in this one. A lot of stuff going on with JP Buys right now. Uh, Durden coming off, uh, you know, lasting about 40 seconds against Muhammad Makayev. Both of these guys really need a win. And then deeper on to that, JP Buys never won a fight by decision. Durden, 10 of his 12 wins 
are also by finish. I think there's going to be a lot to prove here. Coming aggressive. Two guys who typically when they win, it is by finish. Uh, I think playing it at plus money is uh, is worth a shot for me. Yeah, sure. Um, anyway. I, in general, I don't. Like, that's just a bet I never look to, to find the over-under. Like, if I'm looking for over-unders on flyweight bouts, it's to go over. So, um, but yeah, I mean, these guys aren't very good. I, I though, like you, this was one where I considered uh, Durden as, as an underdog. So it was like, I don't know. He's like, I think J.B. Buys is worth, like, it's not a who's better, it's who's who's worse. Oh, yeah. It's it's not yes. a who's better fight, it's who's worse fight. And I think JP Buys yes. is worse than Cody Durden. But then like you, I was like, Oh, I should just not put my money on Cody Durden. That would be a better use of my money for it to be anywhere else besides Cody Durden. So I passed as well. I would appreciate if uh someone out there could make a power rankings of uh Alan Badeau, Josh Parisian, Cody Durden, and uh JP Bays. Oh, I mean, I Parisian and Badeau are awful. They have got to be worse than either Bays and, and Durden, I think. Yeah. But we'll find out. We'll yeah. find out this weekend, I suppose, who's the worst of the worst. All right, last one up. Let's finish up the prelims here. It is a bantamweight bout. Mario Bautista going up against Brian Kelleher. Bautista minus 165. Kelleher plus 140. Over under set of two and a half. Over minus 125. Under. Minus 105. I am playing Bautista here. He's 28 years old. I think he's ever improving. Training at MMA Lab. Uh, Kelleher, he's getting up there in age. 35 years old. Don't think he's making as many improvements as Bautista is. Last time out against Perrin. Uh, I mean, Bautista looked fantastic. He looked really good in the striking. Kelleher, I mean, 3-3 three and three in his last six fights. All three wins as a favorite. Uh, all three losses as an underdog, and he comes in as an underdog here. Bautista, he's also going to have a three-inch height advantage, five-inch reach advantage. Uh, I think he's got the striking advantage in every single way except for power. I, I think that, you know, that's the one concern is, is boom, catching him uh, with just like a looping hook. Uh, but, I mean, just I think when it just comes to volume, defensively, technique, I think Bautista is going to be the better striker here. I think with the height, reach advantage, stay at range. Rack up the points, avoid the takedowns, avoid the guillotine of Brian Kelleher, and uh, get it done by unanimous decision. So, uh, fun fact about Mario Batista in his five UFC fights, I have correctly predicted one of them. So, Let's go. What do we have this I, week? Uh, I obviously don't have any concept on when he's going to win or lose, and so I'm staying away. Uh, everything you said sounds right, but just... Just don't want to be involved in a fight I have no good feeling on. Okay. All right. It's very simple. That is, that's basically my breakdown of every undercard bout on this. Like, I briefly wanted to be involved with Carlos Alberg over Tafan Nchukwai. And then I was like, oh, I should not do that because I actually don't really have any idea if either of these guys can fight or not. And that would be very dumb of me. So. Yeah, that's yeah. just where we're at. That's uh, why did, I'm on to the, the PFL. I literally did the same thing. I almost there were so many fights that I almost put a bet in uh, on this week, and I just ended up not doing that. You mentioned the PFL though. Uh, Love the PFL. Yeah, I created great, great I, guys. I created a little. Yeah, great guys. Uh, really sound organization. Um, it's a smart cage, baby. 
I'm excited to spend 12 hours with the smart cage on Friday. Oh yeah, I forgot. I I will be home and in pacing is tough after Bellator 282, and you will be on the fourth fight of the prelims uh, at at the PFL. Uh, ref cams, that's sick though. Um, yeah, so love like, a ref cam. I put in a parlay that I absolutely loved. Felt like a lot of squash matches: Bruno Capeloza, Ante Delizia, Renan Ferreira, and uh, Dennis Goltsov, and. Uh, yeah, I guess like half the card changed, so I lost two of those. So now I'm riding that instead of even odds, I'm riding it at uh, like minus two hundred three now. Um, so shout out to the PFL. Uh, basically the same. Yeah, I mean, basically the same. Super sick. Yeah, we still don't still don't have odds for the uh, updated fights. All of the old opponents are still there. I mean, like Dennis Goldsov and Sam Key are still on the card. They're just fighting new people now. You do this on Tuesday before a Friday card. All be- like odds on DraftKings, Bet365, Five Dimes, Betway, like and and we just we're just gonna switch up the whole card. I mean, tight. Look, who who can say what happened? Not the PFL. Not the, P- I... the PFL did not say anything. They put out a tweet that was like, "Update: We've got a whole new lineup." I'll uh, I'll I'll ask about it when I when I go talk to the wonderful people at the PFL this week. I'll be like, "Hey, what the hell happened?" And they'll probably not give me an answer, but maybe the smart cage will tell me. It, it knows all. It is the smart cage, so I'm going to ask the smart cage. Is the smart by. cage a offspring of the Disney Channel original movie Smart House? Great movie. Oh, that's um. I am desperately trying to interview the smart cage for God, I mean, a piece that, that I think be would be hilariously fun. On that would be so fantastic. Uh, and that would be the first question I ask it uh, because that's a great, great point. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm writing that. Um, minus two oh six parlay now on two fighters. I am waiting for the fight doesn't go the distance props to drop because I I think you're going to see a lot of knockouts with the heavyweights going especially in some of these mismatches. Uh, so the pacing should be even better uh, when you get back-to-back 36-second fights uh, and you're just sitting there. A lot of time to talk to the cage. Yeah, that's I'm true. excited. That is get true. Get all the questions in. Does it integrate with the Nest? I, I'm going to find these things out and tell the uh, people. Does it have Alexa? Ooh, it might be a Siri. I don't, oh, no, it's probably Alexa. It's probably not a Siri, let's be honest. Yeah, no, yeah. So uh, what are, what do we got? What have you placed wagers on? I have one simple wager on the PFL. Yeah. Um, I think I mostly like to stay away from the PFL um, because the lines Smart get man. very juiced. The lines are just always so juiced. And, like, yeah, Bruno Capeloza is probably going to win, but, like, do I also want to lay minus 600 on Bruno Capeloza? I don't. I don't really want that to be a par like a piece. So... Um, I think there's some other places like kind of honestly pretty interested in the Shaman Marais underdog bet. Uh, but I haven't had enough time to go back and watch tape to determine if that's where I really want to be there. Um, but I just, he's been looking really good since joining the PFL and Lance Palmer has, has been on a bad run lately. Uh, but the only bet I have, uh, I took Anthony Pettis over Stevie Ray. Uh, I got the number at minus minus one seventy. It's that number still coming down. Um, and it's pretty simple. Like, I think both of these guys are, it's a competitive fight. Steve Erie is not a bad lightweight, but I think Anthony Pettis is just better. I think he's still got a little more tread on the tires than Steve Ray. And I don't, 
I don't really see a way for Stevie Ray to consistently score points and win this fight. Um, and also for him to create offense, he will be putting himself at big danger. So numbers may be maybe a touch higher than like I'd optimally want it, but I think anything up to minus 200, I feel comfortable taking Pettis at. So I just picked him up straight. Right on. I like that. Uh, very, very simple. And then I ha- I also have one. I know you, like you said, you unloaded the clip on Bellator. I only have one Bellator bet. Uh, it's to, you're going to be shocked. Uh, it's in the main event, and it's to complete uh, my earlier parlay with Armin Sarukian. Uh, so let's just roll to Bellator. I like the sound of this. Because I'm taking Gegard Mousasi to beat Johnny Eblen. Because it's Johnny Eblen and Gegard Mousasi. So... Yeah, Johnny Evelyn jumped in there fast, man. I remember when I was uh, betting him as like a minus 900 favorite against like a farmer uh, like four months ago, and now he's getting a title shot. Yeah, man. Look, I think Johnny Evelyn is, well, one, tremendous nickname. The human cheat code is at least clever and different, yes. so good for you. Yeah, I think he's a good fighter. Like, I've talked about him being... Oh, for sure, for sure. A quality... I actually think I have him ranked in my middleweight rankings at like 15 or something. Because I think he is a legitimately good middleweight and could beat a lot of top-ranked UFC guys. The problem is, this is just a fight that Gegard Mousasi excels at. We saw him beat the absolute brains in of Austin Vanderford. And that was a fight that coming into it, I was like, I don't know. Moose hasn't looked great. He might be past his prime. Um, Vanderford is a really tough-nosed grappler. He can take him down. And then, no, he just beat the hell out of him. He also did the same thing with John Salter. Like, this is... This is a style matchup Moose is incredibly prepared for. And I got to be honest, I have absolutely no idea why he's only a minus 260 favorite right now. Like, that makes zero sense to me. So yeah. I parlayed him up with Sarukian. Those two together pays out like minus 110, basically. So that's that's the only bet I have here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. I, I'm all in on Gaggard. I'll be wearing my uh, Ajax AFC jersey to Bellator on Friday, supporting the Netherlands. Uh, shout out to Gaggard. Uh, yeah, I got these tickets like a month and a half ago, and I've just been waiting for these lines to drop. I was just praying that Gegard would be playable. Uh, he opened up for me at minus 200. Uh, just I took that, pretty much split it between him and Danny Sabatello, which uh, on Bovada he opened up at minus 155. I pretty well, that's much insane. Just, I pretty much just split everything in – my account uh, on these two guys, uh, which was two and a half units on each of them. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to hopefully cashing those. And then line's still available right now. Uh, Brennan Ward versus Kane, under two and a half at minus 180. I mean, Ward is just, he's the definition of kill or be killed. Uh, hasn't gone over two and a half, but one time in his career. I mean, he is just a reckless fighter going up against the guy in Kane that has that knockout power and that, that ability to to finish a fight. So I, I just don't see that one going the distance. Then I got a parlay, Lucas Brennan, Cody Law, Anatoly Tokov. That one pays out at minus 147. And then I have another parlay, Brennan Ward and Mandel Nalo, plus 127. I have way more units invested in Yeah, that's a lot of, than that's I have a lot of action. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to the fights. Come on. What was that? I mean, what sure. I gonna do? Right, sure. Um, yeah, I think there are some other places that like have some marginal interest in Magomed Magomedov versus Enrique Barzola. Um, I would love Danny Sabs if he wasn't minus five billion that he is now. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't. I, he, I don't know what Bovada was on dropping. Uh, no, like I have no, no idea. idea. When I when I looked at the line, I was like, oh, I would have parlayed him at a much lower number, but that's just a ridiculous price to pay at this point. Um, I don't know. You know, like all the rest of it. There are actually some decent. This is honestly a better offering than Bellator generally gives, but I just. I feel extremely confident about the main event, so yeah. I put it in a parlay and yes. decided the rest of it can, you know, because I can't watch them because I'm going to be yeah. captivated by the smart cage. Yes. So I don't, I don't need to have action down for excitement. I can text you. I can give you because I won't updates. be able to watch it anyway. Oh, thank you. I will not have time, as you know. the The PFL pacing is going to keep me wrapped oh, yeah. and at yeah, attention. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to be. I'll have no time to check Bellator. Uh, I can't wait till you text me uh, about the the big upset that crushes my. Now minus, I think it's two or three parlay. <laughs> uh, I I hope I hope for your your sake that that doesn't happen. Yeah, I also do like a nasty, disgusting uh, like Ante Delizia, Bruno Capelosa, Renan Fiera, Dennis Golstov, Lucas Brennan, Cody Law, Anatoly Tokov, Shavkat Rachmanov, Umar Nurmagomedov, like nine leg, three promotion parlay, like ultimate chalk at like plus three. 49 or something uh love it yeah well, it's gonna it's gonna be coming in short Man, now but that's that somebody's gonna, gonna oh, blow no that doubt. up gonna as, I placed, as i placed it i was like the question is not if someone's gonna kill this it's who's gonna it's kill who, this who's who is the who is the oh, d yeah. who is just gonna oh, ruin my it God, it's a nine leg parlay in mma like i'm just the i'm just dumping money into an incinerator Hey, but you know, sometimes sometimes it's fun to light money on fire. Yeah, I mean, as long as the hope is still alive, I'm going to be having a blast. And then it's going to feel like my soul got taken out of my body when you text me that Clitson uh, uh, <laughs> Abreu just knocked out Renan Feira. Honestly, that is probably the most, like, of the ones that I can remember that you said, that one is the one. Renan Feira should win, but, like, that yeah. is definitely the one that's going to upset want- you. I need the fight doesn't go the distance lines to drop because I'm going to parlay up quite a few of those on PFL. I really <laughs> think you're going to see a lot of knockouts. I love it. That it? I guess that's it. All right. I think I, I say I don't have a lot of bets, so we honestly spent more time this week, but I guess we talked about three promotions. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm littered all over the place. Like, I'm a little bit lighter on UFC this week. I'm heavy on Bellator because I'm going – uh, and then, yeah, I'll, I'll have a couple gross PFL parlays uh, that I can hopefully cheer on. Hey, um, well, I will, my very brief recap of my bets. I, You talked me into uh, Morozov at minus 140. I've got Chris Curtis at minus 155. I've got Anthony Pettis at minus 170 uh, over in the PFL. I have Neil Magny by decision at plus 500. Um, and then I have a parlay with Gegard Mousasi and Armand Sarukian that pays out at minus 110. Very very light week. Yeah. Uh, I have Armand Sarukian and Shavkat Rachmanov parlayed to pay out at minus 130. I've got Rachmanov Magni does not go the distance at minus 155. I've got Umar Namagamedov by sub at even odds. I've got Sergei Morozov at minus 130. I have got... Cody Durden and JP Bays does not go the distance at plus 120. Mario Bartista at minus 155. Those are my UFC plays. Bellator 282, quick rerun again. Gegard Mousasi money line. 
minus 200. Danny Sabatello, money line, minus 155. Ward Kane, under two and a half, minus 180. Lucas Brennan, Cody Law, Anatoly Tokov, parlay, minus 147. Brennan Ward, Mandel Nalo, parlay, plus 127. And now a... Bruno Capeloza, Renan Fajaria, parlay at minus 202 or something. Before we get out of here, I, I realize I didn't mention this at the start at the top of the episode, but I need to. For my own sake, I need to unload this because while the other week I maybe got away with one in the Valentina Shevchenko all-in bet, which is a dumb bet, last week I made another dumb bet because oh. I thought it would be fun to do a round robin with six favorites. <laughs> Uh, for three-team parlays. So functionally, as I explained last week, I had 10 parlays down, splitting between Kevin Holland, Phil Hawes, Goya Paula, uh, Giannis, Stamen. Um, who else was in there? I don't remember. Actually, maybe that was just it. I ended up at basically breaking even. Uh, I had a pl- I won like plus .01 unit or something last, last week. It's a winning because week. Because gl- winning week. Gloria DePaulo got freaking robbed and ruined my round robin. My round robin ended up basically breaking even, what with my successful parlays out of it. Had Gloria DePaulo correctly gotten the judge's decision, because I think she very obviously should have won that fight, instead of ending up .01 unit, I would have ended up um, a staggering like plus seven and a half wow. units. Wow. Actually, I think that number is closer to eight and a half, but I don't totally have the number down because I obviously didn't win it, so I can't just go check the bank. Um, because I lost six parlays on her, <laughs> which is oh. all of them had a unit on them, oh. and then the various cashes off them. So that that very bad decision um, really, really hurt me. And I just wanted to say, with AK not here, because I didn't want to bring it up with him on here, because then you'd be like, yeah, don't bet on MMA, it's stupid. Um, it hurts my feelings, but I still had a great time, because I should be a millionaire right oh now. Oh my gosh. So everybody... That, that hurts bad. I The cater decision, I would have ended up like four and a half something units instead of up just 0.5. Like, it's it's actually like, it's pretty disgusting, the, like, hearing this break that you got, uh, yeah, split decision, my God. Uh and then, like, the last three weeks now, like, the fickleness of me having a big week and instead, like, either having a losing week or a small week. Thin margins, baby. Dude, you're talking thin. The split decision in Cater was, like, a four-unit swing or a three-and-a-half-unit swing. Uh, the Zhang uh, Yoana fight not lasting two more oh. seconds, not lasting two more seconds, yep, was I a remember. monster swing for me because I had a huge parlay on that one. Uh yeah, that gave me a losing week instead of a winning one. And then the week before, Rosenstrike, Volkov, the main event. If it finishes round one, I have a winning week. If it finishes round two, I end up like plus six units. Uh, but yeah, obviously the uh, knockout came early. I mean, it's just like, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Soon enough, these tides that are flooding us it will all be comes turning back. our way. And it's just like, wow. Got a lucky one, but I finished up yeah. eight units last night because of it. Yeah, that's the thing. When like last week, when I take a very unfortunate break and still end up, you know, functionally breaking even, yes. that's that's okay. Uh, also, just before we wrap, because it, it bears mentioning, while you were gone, we happened to have a head-to-head battle, and you've improved your record to two Let's and one go. against me now. Let's go. 
because uh, I I uh, I took the underdog bet on Glover Teixeira. You obviously said you're Prohashka. I ended up picking Prohashka to win that fight, um, but I still had my underdog bet on him. And talk about thin margins, maybe. You talk about thin margins. <laughs> what I mean, what an insane fight that was. I mean, you were you were what thirty two seconds, twenty eight seconds, whatever it just, ended up. I was a failed guillotine attempt, or just any number. And that was one of the fights I talked with AK about, like. At that point, I honestly didn't care because I still had a very successful week because I went all in on Shevchenko, so it didn't matter. But I was also just so relieved from the Shevchenko oh thing God, that like any outcome that. didn't matter. Um, I would have been substantially more upset if like I had just bet a reasonable number on Shevchenko and like that had been the difference between a win and a loss. But yeah, talk about thin margins, man. That one, I I felt great uh, at various points. But also, that's just one of those fights where you can't even be mad because both guys had so many chances to win. Oh, my God. It was such it, a good fight. It was such it, a good I, fight. The more I think about it, I think it may be actually the best fight of all time. Um, when you, but that's dude, not when a conversation for you. I, like, I can't even tell you how crazy I went. Because like, the camera I, angles were weird and like you couldn't fully see it. You and didn't then see he's what standing was up yeah. and you're just like, I, what? I just like, oh, my God, I lost it. I lost it. It was so insane. Un- Unbelievable, but yeah. So we are. Um, We're back. Did you have Joanna? Did you have oh, Joanna? Yeah, dude, I that? had. I had. I say. I thought that that was the wolf pack that failed. Oh God, I had. Um, I had because I had Joanna. She got crushed, dude. Got obliterated. Oh, my God, it wasn't even close, and then she got KO'd. And the worst thing is, it ran through my mind with like two thirty-seven left i was like all right seven seconds like this is a straw weight fight like she's not just gonna like <laughs> knock her out clean cold like it'll be like a weird tko or something. And then yeah, she did. Knocked out clean cold. Five seconds later, I was just like, "That was one of those ones where like I knew how much that cost me because I also had the the uh, thirty five to one future ticket on Yoana to to potentially be champion. Mm, uh, I had Yoana money line, pain. and I had the over one and a half. It was one of those ones where like I had to like walk around, like pace around for a little bit because I was like, "Oh, that that hurt. Like that hurt." That hurt, hurt bad because like if they got to the over one and a half would have been like all right whatever parlay is still alive and I feel really good about the parlay I can still win this week it's not that big of a deal like that was just like the biggest like smack in the yeah. face of like losing week burn the future ticket see you later dude like ah uh, ah uh. that's why we do it though <laughs> I would say that's that's the name of the game though baby well uh, buddy it's been great oh, to have it's you back been great I'm to so be excited back. that we are back and that we're coming back in a strong week where. Where we're both going to events, and neither of them are the UFC yes, events. And like, and we're back big time now. Like, it's kind of just hitting me now that we're finishing this. Like, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Trust me. Uh, if my bankroll wasn't bad enough while I was in Europe, my wallet was even worse. I can promise you that. I will be in New York for uh, for the long <laughs> run here, so I will not be missing any episodes anytime soon. Uh, so yeah, it should be fun uh, next week. UFC 276. Are we hyped or are we hyped? If if it's any other answer, you are a liar. So hyped. We should get somebody to join us for that. So yes, let's talk about we should that. should absolutely have a guest. Uh, we should place a ton of wagers. I already uh, have. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think I've got like seven wagers so in already. We're like, in let good me shape just, like, in that regard. Yeah, like uh, if I just go and look, like I, I already have a parlay. And then I've, I'm not going to spoil week, any. Yeah, but I've got one, two, three, four, five six seven singles and a parlay already in uh two plus money plays uh yeah it's gonna be uh 
Dude, every it's gonna be a great week. It's every fight on the card. Every fighter has a wiki page except for Ian Gary and Driscus Duplessis, who are both should have Wikipedia pages. I, so. I kind of like Driscus. Dude, they're both. They both of them are going to win their fights. So. Ooh, I like what you're saying because yeah. I might already have a bet on both of them. Yep. All right. Well, that's for next week. Right. Yes. Yes. We need All to close right. this We're getting down. too excited here. Uh, we still got to deal with UFC Vegas 57, Bellator 282, PFL number five in the smart cage. Boots on the ground over in Mohegan, Connecticut. Boots on the ground in Atlanta, Georgia. It's going to be a great weekend. Hopefully, we can bring in a little bit of cash to have a little bit extra to bet next week on UFC yes, 276 International Fight Week. This has been No Bets Barred. Thank you for listening. If you made it this far, I mean, you're really a diehard here because we, we, went, we went extra long this week and he caught up on everything. Thank you so much. See you next week. UFC 276. Love you guys. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.